welcome to this week's Ruby Shoes podcast, bringing you the very best of local entertainment across East Anglia each and every week. Is it too late to say Happy New Year to you? As I sit here, the snow is falling outside. I trust you had a good festive period and not like I managed to succumb to the lurg, which appears to be doing the rounds at the moment. Hopefully, I'm not sounding too under par. If you are suffering too, you have my sympathies. Who knew a simple cold could lay you so low? Anyway, if you're one of our regular listeners to the Ruby Shoes podcast, you'll know our slogan is always the show must go on. So with that in mind, in this first episode of 2024, we hear about a brilliant comedy with songs, which is sure to bring you some much needed January joy. Plus, we hear from Suffolk composer, musician and sound artist Roger Eno. And I've been taking a look at what's already on offer around the region to tempt you out for some good old-fashioned live entertainment this month. Delighted to welcome to Ruby Shoes podcast Julian Harris. He's the actor and playwright who, as well as being an accomplished actor with roles including The West End, The Royal Shakespeare Company and BBC TV... Since 2007, he's also found time to be director of the Suffolk-based Common Ground Theatre Company with his partner, the equally brilliant Pat Wymark. Now, Julian, January is one of the bleakest months. We have got a little bit of snow forecast and it feels an even bigger reason to have something thrilling to look forward to. Your style of theatre is unique in that it comes to the audience, doesn't it? Tell us more. Um. Well, we're we're on. To, we we tour uh, Suffolk and Essex with um, two shows a year, uh, and at the moment we're on tour with our Christmas uh, stroke New Year uh, offering, which is um, sort of uh, a kind of we take a genre or a couple of genres, um, and uh, usually of in, in in sort of horror, uh, sci-fi. Um, that sort of area and we uh sort of mash them up and do a comedy version of them so um so we uh this year we've got um sort of amateur sleuthing werewolves gangsters that sort of thing um and uh it's called miss mimple meets the ice wolf and it's just very surreal very silly kind of spoofy uh christmas show uh, and it just sounds so much fun. And when I say you you bring it to the audience, you literally do, don't you? Because you've been out on tour, um, you've been uh, all over the place. And, you know, you've been to Stowmarket, you've been to Walton, to Woodbridge. Uh, you're tonight. You're going to be at uh, in Colchester, won't you? At the Headgate Theatre, and then right. at the Gall- Gallery Studio Theatre in St George's Street in Ipswich. So you really have brought it out to the people. Um, tell me about the show, and then tell me about the audience reaction to to this. Uh, brilliant i love the title it's it's attracted me ever since i read it miss mimple meets the ice wolf <laughs> well um we uh, pat and i both uh, are both into old um uh, horror movies um uh, the, the, the hammer the hammer genre you know the hammer films uh you know werewolf zombies and what's great about things like that is there's very good versions of them and there's also uh not so good um, film. Terrible ones as well, isn't there? <laughs> terrible ones, and so uh, that's really what you what you like to take the mick out of. You like to take the mick out of you know bad, spoof sort of feeds on uh, bad versions of things. So uh, and and uh, you know cliches of those genres. So the horror cliches of uh, you know sort of dodgy sets, dodgy makeup. You know um, kind of cranky uh, sort of 
creaking dialogue, that sort of thing. We we sort of hone in on those things and and just really sort of send them up. I think and that's what we've done uh, with this this one. So everyone's seen a dodgy werewolf uh, movie or a sort of dodgy whodunit, and uh, and we sort of uh, you, you know we sort of hone in on that aspect of it and just just have have a ball. You know, we're just having great fun with this with uh, with this one. It's uh, it it never stops. It's sort of a high energy. Um, you know, it's a sort of runs at a very fast pace, and there's lots of gags and. Uh, uh, visual humour and lots of uh, puppetry um, in it, and great original music. So yeah, we're 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 having good fun. I was just about to say, and you've you've actually not mentioned so far the music. I'm sure that's going down well with with audiences as well. Yes, yes. Pat uh, writes the writes the script and does the sort of songs, and uh, we've uh, we've we get lots of comments about how how great the songs are. Uh, she's very good at. Um, uh, uh, sort of um, producing songs that uh, kind of have those have the echoes of uh, the genre that uh, that we're doing. So this one's set in the fifties, has lots of rockabilly, uh, uh, rock and roll, uh, that sort of thing uh, in it, as well as the more croony fifties uh, um, songs as well. We we, uh, we have a few. Lovely crooning songs uh, that are fun, very fun to do, and everyone, everyone in the company plays an instrument. So, uh, so uh, we're sort of um, we're kind of uh, multi-talented you know, sort of... by the sound of it. <laughs> well, I, 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 was, I was trying to sort of put it in a way that didn't sound like I was, you know, sounded. It's true. <laughs> Pleased with myself. Just being able to act is one thing, and then being able to <laughs> sing or play an instrument, all of those things, people would say, tick, I wish I could do that. The fact you can do all three is pretty amazing, I think so. Well, it's also great when you find um, actors uh, who, you know, we audition in in, in London, and uh, it's great to find actors who uh, who can do all those things. You know, we're, we're, we're also in awe of, of actors who come along and have great musical skills and singing. And, you know, that, that people know, people have heard of the, the triple threat of in musical theatre of people who can sing, dance and act. But in, in acting musician circles, there's the quadruple set of mm. uh, threat. They can also play instruments. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some very, very talented people out there. And what's lovely is you're bringing these fabulously talented people uh, to to East Anglia for us to enjoy, which is just amazing. Yes, yes, yes. We, we, we you know, I mean, uh, the the acting musician show is is very established now. The Woolsey have done, you know, an acting musician rock and roll panto for many years. Um, uh, you know, that's that's we our style is very different. We we uh, one of the skills that. Uh, we look for really uh, over it all others really is is the comedy you know actors with comedy bones we we look out for those and actors who have the references that we have uh, the references of um those yeah. those kind of um genre films uh classic british comedy you know the likes of um uh, Blackadder, you know, the Morecambe and Wise Christmas show, sitcoms of the 70s and 80s, those those sort of great classic uh, British comedy. Um, Isn't that hard genre. to find sometimes, Julian, because um, 
I would say you and I are of a similar vintage, and I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, can, I can see those pictures in my mind. Um, I'm yeah. wondering if the younger um, actors, as they come through, if that is something that they are still looking at and interested in, or is that harder to find now? Well, some of them. Uh, you're right. A lot of a lot of younger actors don't have those references and haven't watched those um, those films and TV that. I mentioned, but a lot do. The, the two actors that we have in our company, the two younger actors that we have in our company this year are, are both Doctor Who freaks. They both love Doctor Who and sci-fi in general. And you tend that kind of, I hate to say that, if they're listening, I apologise, but the slightly geeky um, <laughs> uh, people uh, tend, to, tend to watch old movies and old TV. And so... Thank God there's still an audience for those those old um, uh, shows. Oh, completely, because they are classic. And, you know, there is so much still to learn from from those sort of performances. Um, Sometimes the hardest thing, I think, is is getting the audience to know about this show. You've done all this hard work. You've auditioned the actors. They've done all of their rehearsals. But it's getting those audiences to know that the show's there. Tell me about um, a particular publicity stunt that you you involved your son in and, and Rushmere Heath. Oh, my goodness. Rushmere Heath. Uh, <laughs> that's going back a few years. A cart, yes. So it's quite an unusual yeah. one, though. And I, I say, you know, 10 out of 10 for it. Uh, yes, we uh, we were doing it, one of our. It was one of our first shows, um, and it was called Gallows Song, and it was a, about um, the treatment and punishment of young offenders in Victorian Ipswich, uh, and how shocking it was. How many of them were sent to the gallows or or transported to the other side of the world for very minor crimes. Um, and we, yeah, we we had a, a company of, uh, of of young, we had a young people's company uh, involved in that, working with alongside professional actors. And uh, we, yeah, we staged a hanging on Rushmere Heath, which is where, which is which is where they used to have the gallows in Ipswich up on Rushmere Heath. Which is just brilliant. And the fact that it was your son that you were actually, you know, uh, not in real life to hang, but he was the, the, the sort of the focal point, shall we say. It's, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to do these things, don't you? Um, Absolutely. Tell me, what does 2024 hold for the Common uh, Grand Theatre Company? Well, we... we... Uh, it's just myself and Pat who uh, run the company and... and uh, We'd like to keep it, you know, uh, to small scale. I don't see ourselves, you know, becoming um, a sort of big organisation. So uh, we just employ people on a project basis. So uh, come January, we we take a take a bit of a break and a breather and and recharge our batteries and and um, basically sit down and and have a think about what we want to do next and. The joy about being we're we're basically an unfunded company and and make money just through ticket sales, uh, which we're very proud of. Um, and uh, what that does is free us from the current trends, whatever the current trends are in funding circles. Uh, uh, you know, the Arts Council have quite sort of strong stipulations about what they want their funded companies to do, the audience they want to achieve, the work the outreach work they want them to do um, and the type of plays they want, you know, the type of themes they want their companies to address. And 
and we're not limited by you know whatever the current social engineering trend whatever you want to call it is yeah. we can just you know we can just go i we want to do a play about this you know we want to do you know we want to do this this year you know and 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 we as artists that that makes us very free uh, to to do our own thing so any thoughts at all what this will be for for this time you know next year well, we did a we, we did a, a Dickens a Charles Dickens adaptation a few years ago of the the old Curiosity Shop, which was which was very uh, popular and went down very well. And uh, we both loved Dickens, and we're thinking we might do might take another Dickens novel um, or short story and uh, and adapt that. Okay. We did a lovely um, Christmas one of his Christmas uh, stories. Not so well known as the Christmas Carol, but uh, but beautiful uh, anyway. It's called the Chimes, and we did that um, as a show a few years ago. And that's uh, if anyone hasn't read the Chimes by Dickens, it's a beautiful story again about redemption and someone being brought back from the edge of despair. You know, and uh, and he's so hopeful, Dickens. He's so optimistic about the human condition. You just you know you just go to him in in troubled times, and he's very. He's very optimistic, so maybe that's what we need. This we year. need plenty of optimism, definitely. I like <laughs> that idea. So, Miss Mimple meets the Ice Wolf. It's still on until the twenty-first of January. As I mentioned earlier, it comes to the Gallery Studio Theatre. That's St George Street in Ipswich, of course. And from the eleventh to the twentieth of January, and then it goes over to uh, Chipping Onga for a very special uh, final performance in aid of the Essex and Hearts Air Ambulance. How can people get hold of tickets? Well, the easiest way is just to come to our website, which is uh, shall I shall I give you it? Yes, please. It's uh, it's, it's um, www of course dot uh, common ground tc. That's for, uh, short for theatre company, commongroundtc.co.uk. Wonderful. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Good luck with the rest of the run, or I should say break a leg. And um, thanks, thanks for, for your time for the Ruby Shoes podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. So we've talked about going out to see Miss Mimple Meets the Ice Wolf. You can also later this month be spellbound by the greatest magician coming to the Theatre Royal in Bury St Edmunds. A dazzling new magic show, which is actually on the, let me have a look, Saturday the 27th of January. It's presented by the magician famous for jamming the BBC switchboards after he correctly predicted the lottery handy guy to know. This astonishing, enigmatic, five-star rated magic show will leave you aching from laughter and dizzy in disbelief as you're transported to a jaw-dropping world of light-hearted hilarity, wonderment and mystery. Focusing on mind-bending feats of illusion, from making people forget their own names, I hate to do that anyway to be honest, uh, to vanishing them from the auditorium entirely, this sensational show is a sure sellout, they say. Uh, yeah, Saturday the 27th of January, that's the Theatre Royal in Mary St Edmunds from 7.30pm. Or how about going east to the Seagull Theatre at the beginning of February for The Haunted? Friday the 2nd of February from 7.30pm, The Haunted is performed uh, and delivered by three characters from the weird world of Norfolk Legends and Ghosts. Starting off down a twisted path in the Thetford Marshes with a 20th century beast, a wannabe crook called Mango, 
and a doggy video deal. Moving back to the 14th century, real-life historical figure Queen Isabella is hounded by the infamous and possibly not-so-real Black Shuck, a fierce wolf-like creature that roams East Anglian countryside. Finishing off in the 19th century with William T. Bucket, a maverick anthropologist who regales us with tales of haunted Egyptian mummies, his sordid past and a spot of revenge, woven together by two YouTubers looking to impress their fans. Will all go to plan? This is a fun, slightly macabre show full of chills and laughs in equal measure. Performed by Danny O'Hara and Vanessa McCauley, this is a slow theatre company production with stories by award-winning writer Stephen Keyworth. This production opened at the Camden Fringe in 2023 before a full run at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2023 as well. So if you fancy that, that's Friday the 2nd of February, starts at 7.30, The Haunted at the Seagull Theatre. Rodrino, Suffolk composer, musician and sound artist, grew up in Suffolk and he is living on the border with Suffolk and Norfolk. And I've got a chance to catch up with him and talk to him a little bit about what inspires his music. What I see is how music can be a model of how people can get on. So in a room of... Um, you must have come across the phrase non-verbal communication. Oh, yes. So music is a perfect example of this, how it can cross class, cultural, age boundaries, which I find a remarkable model for um, the future of humanity. And I'm constantly disappointed that people aren't making more harmony to use a rather hackneyed analogy <clears throat> but this is um what i what i often think about is this relates to the world that uh, the life that i lead in in the world that i live is what kind of soundtrack i imagine so that's that's all i can say this is my art i don't know how other people that are artists like visual how they think their <clears throat> uh, their work is either influenced or impacts the outer world, influenced by our impacts. But I, I can't, I can't but get an atmosphere from things. So if I'm walking or I see people interacting, that to me is a, a potential influence for a piece. That's how I work. Roger, you've been really generous with your time. I've got some quick fire questions for you. Sure, for the, yeah. um, just describe where you're sitting right now for our audience. Right, I'm sitting in my workroom, which I call the Clerestory. It's at the top of um, top of our house. It's a studio. I use an iMac for a to record on i've got a library full of books but i haven't got any shelves so they fall down they tumble down it's like a, a kind of avalanche of literature and, <laughs> and <laughs> encyclopedias and myths i've got instruments around me brass instruments euphoniums bass guitars ukuleles harps and psalteries i've got my dog ted up here who's a bearded collie look at that right on view see it Oh, so cute. Ted, eh? Well done, Ted. That was right. Uh, yeah, it's grand. Um, 
Yeah, so this is where I am. It's my it's one of my favourite places in the world, to tell you the truth. And if you want to read the full interview with Rogerino, it's available in this month's, that's the January issue of the Suffolk Norfolk Life magazine, which is also available online. Next week, we catch up with actor, writer, director and former Blue Peter presenter Peter Duncan. Plus, just when you think panto season is sadly coming to a close, well, it's not. Springfield Follies are just gearing up to hit the stage, so more on that next week. And if you're listening to this are thinking, why aren't you mentioning our play or show or event happening in East Anglia? Then get in touch with us via our socials, Ruby Shoes Podcast. Tell us a little bit about you, what you've got planned, and you might be one of our featured guests on a future episode. I'm Steph McIntyre. Thanks for listening. And we'll chat more live theatre and entertainment in next week's Ruby Shoes Podcast. In the meantime, do check out our socials and have a great week. And don't catch cold. 